Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda. And we also have a special guest. Hello, hello. It is Lindsay. Lindsay, say your last name because I still don't know how. Lindsay Bebo, if you remember me from the elusive Space Jam podcast. What a, what a, what a day. What a movie. <laughs> she showed up in costume. She did. Fully. Well, if you have it, you have to wear it, you know. It's true. It's true. Did I say what movie we're doing? No. Okay. We're doing ECA. I fully, we're rusty. It's been a while. It's like the world is a fully different place than it was the last time we did this. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're going to talk about ECA from 2010, which is just so exciting. What a movie. I was yeah. kind of surprised. It's, it's I was kind of like. I was, like, kind of disappointed. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be better. I remember it being better. See, I was opposite. I remember thinking it was garbage. Like, I told Miranda. Really? I was like, okay, like, of all the movies, this is the one, okay, whatever. And I watched it. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I just didn't get it when I watched it. I definitely didn't get it when I watched it. <laughs> well, I feel I was, like, like I, I did. I think I got it. Well, yeah, because I was about to graduate high school. So I definitely got it. But, like, I didn't get, like, the vibrator thing, I don't think. I yeah, don't know. That was, you know, that's... came out around the time I – I didn't even have boobs when this movie came out. And that, <laughs> now it's a different time. So there's a lot I missed. What a time. But, um, yeah, so it's a good length, this movie. It's an hour and 32 yeah, minutes. Really. Love it. It was – great i watched on amazon which was a great experience because it always tells you like who the people are and stuff. one of the first times love it oh i love that true yeah 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 one of the first times i think we've like or you've gone out and like paid for a movie that we were doing yeah i usually don't i had a some like credits that i was able to use and then like oh, Lindsay I and i i gave Lindsay my login so she could watch it as well because well, i wanted to make it easy for our guest and I completely forgot, because originally we were going to do this last night, and Miranda had uh, told me the day before, she's like, hey, here's my login, go ahead and watch it. Totally forget. And then yesterday when she said, can we do it tomorrow night, I was like, crap, I hope it's still free. Because I think you only have 24 hours or something. I think it's 48. And I hadn't started Amazon. it yet. Yeah. Yeah, once you start it with Amazon, I think it's 48. I think. Anyway. But I know Apple's different, but I'm not sure. I don't ever do it. You know, you've got lots of options for your movie yeah. renting. Um, Amazon's probably the worst one, but like they're all evil, so whatever. I mean, Amazon's style for their rental video, or like to watch a movie on Prime Video is, is wonderful. It's a great viewing experience. It is. And the fun facts and the music and the actors, like that IMDb crossover is so Yeah, important. it's a premium experience. I agree. I agree. And it was, you know, it was 99 cents. So it's worth it. Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. So cheap. Mm-hmm. What a bargain. All right. So There's not much Gluck. more I would have paid. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it would, wasn't like a $3.99 rental. Oh, 3 Nobody needs that. No anyway. Way. Absolutely who, not. Who directed? Well, when there's when there's so much, there's so little to, you know, like, there's so little to spend your money on these days. Like, still, $3.99, way too oh, high. Somehow I am finding things, too. I've, like, <laughs> so restarted high. ordering. I've, like, restarted my shopping addiction. I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question before we get into it. Sure. How's the psych hospital? 
Um, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what's it like working in a psych hospital during coronavirus? Oh, gosh. Honestly, it's not that bad. The only thing, the worst part is, like, our staffing's been really weird. And um, on top of that, like, our the precautions for, like, what we're supposed to do, like, whether we wear masks or not, or whether, like, patients are allowed to wear it, like, everything is so it changes day by day and it like seemingly lately hasn't been like for the better like we, they're like telling us oh don't wear masks like and it's like well my problem is is if with a psych unit our patients are allowed to leave their rooms like constantly like they pretty much go touch like spit whatever on everything so when one patient gets it, I mean, they're notoriously poor hygiene, like a psych patient. The first thing that goes when you have a psych issue is your hygiene. So like, it's just, as soon as one patient gets it, it's going to be a nightmare. So as long as we can keep it, like, thankfully our hospital is almost exclusively um, psych. So we don't have too much like cross-contamination, but it's very possible that like one of our units is going to turn into a strictly like psych COVID unit soon. Wow. Scary. Yeah, Lindsay, exactly. how are you holding up? I'm actually surprisingly handling it well. I'm not working because I work at a tour company for senior citizens, and there aren't exactly a lot of senior citizens looking to go on tours. Um, but I've been surprisingly productive. That's wow, great. that's awesome. What do you mean by productive? Like I did a deep clean on my room, which has been on the to-do oh, list. Oh, good oh my god! You. Did you take a magic years. eraser to your door? yeah no my door is cleaner I've been reading my goal at the beginning of the year was to read a book every month I was at zero in three days I'm almost done with my book what have you been reading called not to get it like you know too serious it's called sober curious it's about reevaluating your relationship with alcohol wow cool oh. <laughs> okay that's the old I thought it was <laughs> I didn't think it was, I thought it was going to be something fiction, but never mind. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I've, I've just been working. (laughs) Like things have not changed much for me. Um, I'm at my parents' house. I've been here since March 12th. Um, Wow. It's been a while. I had my birthday on Friday. Um, Yeah. Didn't do anything. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So yeah. Did you have cake? Yes. My mom made cake which was delicious. And we had like a nice salmon dinner. It's one of my favorite foods. Loved it. It was great. Anyway, who directed this movie now that I got us off way off? Um, Will Gluck uh, directed the movie. His known for us are all producer credits and they are Easy A, which is this movie from 2010, uh, Friends with Benefits from 2011, uh, Peter Pretty Rabbit nice. from 2018, and Annie from 2014. So I actually saw Peter Rabbit in theaters. What? <laughs> you and only you. No, Did you so also see with, Cats? I went with my friend Hunter. And it was when we had movie pass because there was supposedly this like controversial scene where the guy is allergic to berries and Peter Rabbit like throws berries at him and it was a big deal. So we wanted to see it just for that scene. A little anticlimactic. Wow. I can imagine. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound amazing. Um, I think Will Gluck sounds like a fake name. 
It sounds like a made-up name for sure. It doesn't yeah. sound real. Yeah, Gluck, though, I don't like. <laughs> it sounds too much like cluck, and I just don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Not it's, my favorite up word. It's not, it's not what? great. Who's oh. the star of this movie? <laughs> Lindsay, do you want to start start off with the star? Sure. Um, so it's Emma Stone, and she is known for Easy A, obviously, 2010, The Help in 2011, The Fake in 2018 and La La Land in 2016 which I believe she won an Oscar for. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Did she win an Oscar for The Favorite too? I think she might have been nominated. You just keep going. I'll I'll see. (laughs) Uh, So her natural hair color is blonde but Judd Apatow, did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Suggested she change it for Superbad and she liked it so much she kept it. I have seen the Spider-Man movie she was in, and I must say, I think orange or the red looks much better on her. Yeah, I really like the red on her. Um, So she convinced her parents, who own a golf course in Scottsdale, Arizona, to move to Hollywood when she was 15 with a PowerPoint presentation titled Project Hollywood. I feel like that's, like, very in Emma Stone's vein. Oh, Her with the PowerPoint. Yes. Um, so she was uh, she was nominated for three Academy Awards, one in 2015 for um, Birdman for Supporting Actress, and she won for La La Land in 2017 and was also nominated for The Favorite. Okay. I was close. Good for you, girl. And it's so funny because I remember seeing her in House Bunny, and I thought that movie was garbage. I thought everyone in that movie I thought they'd literally do nothing and then all of a sudden she blew up and is now like a quality actress in quality movies i like really don't like anna ferris like i have like a really not problem but like i just don't find her to be like talented in any way shape or form so i can't get behind that movie it's not my favorite so miranda do you want to do aj mishaka uh, ali mishaka AJ Mishraka is fully different. I can't person. believe you didn't know them. I stand them. I mean, like, I know them, but, like, I don't, like, know their band name besides Ali and AJ, you know? This, honestly, the 78 Violet thing isn't even worth mentioning. They never released music. It was, like, some weird thing where they decided to change it, never released music, and then went What back, does 78 Violet even mean? That's what I think I'm it's, like, your favorite, no favorite color or something weird like that. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you can mention it. I just don't think... Yeah, I mean, it's fine. So, uh, the next person, the next star, which I, I feel like she wasn't really in this movie that much. I feel like no one was in this movie that much except for Emma Stone. Um, exactly. Is Ali Mishaka, who plays Rhiannon, and her known for are Ali and AJ, Easy A, I Zombie from 2015 to 2019, and We Paw Way for Now, which is from 2015 and I've never heard of it, and then Sequoia from 2014. It's weird that Phil of the Future is not on this list. Um, it should be on this list. Her and her younger sister, AJ Mashaka, is also an actress, and they wrote and recorded their first album for Hollywood slash Universal Records as Allie and AJ in 2005, and then they have since released another album, a Christmas album, and two EPs. I was obsessed with that Christmas album. I've listened to Acoustic it. Acoustic Hearts of Winter? 
Yes. I, was I don't think I could be obsessed with any Christmas album. I don't think that's the greatest like, the thing. time of year. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, uh, I remember it. Such a breakup song. Hello. That's such a good song. That's a good song. And then you a realize it's Christmas about song? like Joe Jonas, you know? Oh, I didn't know that. I don't they know dated? if it is. I feel like I saw a TikTok oh, about it. Joe Jonas. Oh, my God. Of course you saw a TikTok about it because anything that's on TikTok. Olivia, do you want to talk about your fave? Sure. Oh my god. Like like that's a bad thing. Get out of here. <clears throat> so Amanda Bynes, who plays <laughs> What's wrong with liking Amanda Bynes? I stand no, it's just, like if there was ever an actress for you specifically to talk about, I feel like Amanda Bynes is perfect. Is this like a modern day Amanda Bynes or like <laughs> yeah, of her time of Amanda Bynes? Modern day. I don't know if, Wow, cool. Okay. We have the um, same birthday, so, so it was also Amanda Bynes' birthday on Friday. Oh, okay. So I feel like that's definitely okay. Uh, anyway, so Amanda Bynes plays Marianne. Uh, her known fours are Hairspray from 2007, She's the Man 2006, What a Girl Wants from 2003, Easy A. Um, I'm a 4 for 4 on her, which is great. If you're not, I don't. Are you guys here? I can't. Yeah, yeah. You, sorry, I was on mute. Have you done hairspray? Um, what? Yeah, yeah. hairspray. This podcast is. No, have before. you done hairspray? We've done we all haven't. of these movies. We have. Yeah. Okay. Yes, That's we have done every point. single one of these movies. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, I looked for her back in my notes to see if there was any information, and there was not. So how? How is must that have, possible? I don't know. They must have been pre-like notes, is what I'm thinking. No, there's no way. Like pre-saved Google, I think pre-saved Google notes. I'm going to look. You talk about her and I'm going to look. Okay. So Amanda Bynes <laughs> has, um, she met Paul Michael, I guess this is, I don't know anything about this guy. I have not been keeping up with her and her shenanigans, but um, her shenanigans. But in February 2018, they met and started dating shortly afterwards. They got engaged in February on Valentine's Day of this year, which is, oh God, the worst. But they're no longer engaged, but they are still together. As of March 18th, 2020, Amanda was six weeks pregnant, but she's also receiving treatment at an inpatient um, psychiatric facility. So the baby is Paul Michaels. Um, but like I was reading this whole thing on a reputable but not beloved website about how she might lose custody of the baby because she's still under a conservatorship. What website? Their information is like, okay, so basically the only like new information was that like it's possible that um, she could lose custody because she technically doesn't even, she ha doesn't have legal guardianship of herself, which is the same way in the state of Missouri. If you aren't your own legal guardian, I don't think if you have a child, it, they're not like, you can't have custody of another person if you're not even your own legal guardian. So in that case, it would be um, custody of her baby would go to her parents. Obviously. Wait, what about Britney Spears though? Because doesn't does don't her kids come over to her house? Or are they always yeah. with kids then? and she has visitation? I I don't know. I know they stay with her, but uh, like you can like make arrangements with that kind of thing. Um, also, and I think. Her conservatorship happened after her kids were born. So, like, it's, like, a different situation if, like, you get pregnant and have kids, like, while you're under a conservatorship. But it's also different state by state. 
But I know at least in Missouri, I think if you're under a conservatorship or have a legal guardian, I don't think you can have like custody of your own child or at least not full custody. Yikes. Yeah, but like, interesting. I forgot, I totally forgot all about that. And like, I thought it was kind of crazy that she's like currently in a psychiatric hospital. I'm like, girl, I, I don't You're know. like, which I, one I want to transfer? Oh my God, I wish. That'd be so nice. <laughs> I don't uh, think you can say that. No, I, I like, no, like, I'm sure it's a nice one. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. like, I'm sure it's lovely and like very nice and probably like on a cliff in Malibu. So yes, I would love to transfer. Okay. Um, I wonder how much money she has. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I want to know like how much money she blew through like before her parents stepped in. Yeah. I just want to know. I feel like I feel like she can't have like that much money left because I don't think like she was still like under twenty one when all when she was making all these movies. I can't imagine that she got paid that much. Yeah. Well, she probably got paid because the Amanda Show isn't. There's no reruns for that. But I feel like what I like about you was on for quite a while after the show aired. I obviously don't know how much she was making, but I feel like for a while she was getting those residual checks. But, like, the budget on this movie was so low that I they, I highly doubt there was, like, a back-end deal. Like, I don't think, like, back-end deals and stuff like that were that big. And I think most of her success was, like, movies, right? Yeah. I, I actually did just read ahead, and I am so shook by how low that budget was. Right? With like, the with all the actors, movie, it's wild. I feel like Stanley Tucci deserved that number alone. So. Yeah, Stanley Tucci not on our known force, which I'm, like, rude. I, like, I didn't have, I, like, was watching the movie and trying to, like, curate the known for us because, like, no one is in this movie for more than five minutes except for Emma no. Stone. <laughs> Even, like, I remember everyone else being in this movie so much more, too. Like, I remember our next person being in the movie all the time, and, like, he's never there. Well, and um, I think it's Dan Bird who plays Brandon. I took him out because I thought, like, he was in this movie. Like, I thought he was, like, her best friend and in the movie the entire time. And, like, oh. after, like, maybe 30 minutes, he's no longer in the movie. So, like, I took him out. I'm like, forget this. Like, I'm not going to yeah, do Yeah, even Ali Mashaka is, like, is her best friend in the movie. And she's barely in the movie because for most of it, she's not her best friend. Yeah. Honestly, Ken Badgley should have We'll get to that. No, she's a terrible friend. Like, the definition. Bad. Um, Anyway. Who wants to talk about the next person? I feel like this is right up your alley. Okay. Great. Um, So, next is Penn Badgley, who plays Woodchuck Todd. It's wild to me that he's credited as Woodchuck Todd and not just Todd. Um, He's known for his margin call from 2011, Easy A, The Stepfather from 2009, and John Tucker Must Die from 2006, which is my favorite movie that I've ever talked about. Um, He was in a relationship with Blake Lively from 2007 until 2010, and then later in an on-again, off-again relationship with Zoe Kravitz from 2011 until 2013. Good for him. I just can't see, I still can't see him in Zoe Kravitz. Oh, I totally can. I don't know. Do I either feel of like you... Zoe Kravitz is like very Ojai, and <laughs> I feel like um, Penn Badgley is very like I don't know, maybe like like mm, Brooklyn. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that's <laughs> just because of Joe Goldberg. Like that's the only reason why you're in. But even that. like even like um, Lonely Boy, he yeah. is like he. I think gives those vibes for sure. Mm-hmm. Not listed on here as Gossip Girl. One of the things that I like realized. Gossip Girl or you. 
no. Realized recently, like, Penn Badgley's in all of my favorite stuff. Like, he's in Gossip Girl. He's in, he is Gossip Girl. Spoiler. He's in you. Interesting. Oh, he's in, um, Easy A. John Tucker must die. Before I watched my this, I thought Easy A was. Girl. Oh, fun. Um, I know. Before... I walk in, I walked upstairs to her, like, three different episodes today. I'm like, should I switch Which season is she on? Girl? Um, she's in the beginning still because Jenny's still actively there. So, um, so like, I'm like, like has oh Jenny God, cut her I hair want- yet? Oh, no, no, no. Um, like, I would say probably between two and three. I think she probably started like this week. Okay. But yeah, it's so good. And I'm just like, oh my God, I need to, st- I've been rewatching mini project. I finished rewatching Parks and Rec. Um, I've watched The Office probably 18 times, and now I just restarted yeah. watching The Mindy Project. Mm. So it's it's been a sitcom ride, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm sure New Girl will be in there soon. I haven't been watching anything because I've been writing, and I just haven't had time. Good for you. Look at you getting, like, stuff done. Yeah. I'm trying. Good for you. Um, Lindsay, what have you been doing in your in your fun time besides reading? I've been doing a deep clean on my room. I've been getting, like, I have a whole bookshelf full of DVDs that I realized I don't watch these mm-hmm. and just getting rid of a ton of them. Okay. I, I, literally, my floor, every inch of my floor was covered in dirty laundry or clean, actually clean clothes, too. So I Yes, been, but are they clean if they're on the floor? I know, so I had to rewash them. Question, question. Like, I so, clean them and then throw them on the floor. Mm-hmm. So now I've that's even right before here, I've been putting all of my clothes in. Well, so, let's talk about Lisa that, Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow, okay. That Miranda, I feel, I mean, Olivia, you love friends. You go. All right, so Lisa Kudrow's, uh, Lisa Kudrow plays Mrs. Griffith. Um, who, her known force are friends from 1994 to 2004, the comeback from 2005 to 2014, Rami and Michelle's high school reunion from 1997, and the Romy? opposite of sex from... Oh, Romy. Oh, my God. Yeah, Romy. It's like Brody. <laughs> Romy and Michelle's High School Union from 1997. The Opposite of Sex from 1997. Um, in 1998, she was the first Friends cast member to win an Emmy for her portrayal of Phoebe on the show. Wow. No one else won an Emmy for their portrayal of Phoebe. No, they did. Um, well, no, they did when she was the first. <laughs> it just like shocked me that she was the first cast member to like actually win it, like to win an Emmy on the show. Yeah, I think uh, Jennifer Aniston was next. Jennifer Aniston just plays a pretty girl. That's I'm not impressed by that. But I but feel it's like the role we all would die for. Yeah, like the Phoebe. We should I all be like so lucky. That, that <laughs> takes a little bit more work, so I think she deserved it. Oh yeah, totally. But like, I was kind of impressed. Good. Um, okay. So. We referenced this earlier, but box office budget, $8 million, which seems so low. Like it seemed like they definitely filmed this in a real high school. Cause this looked, it looked like my high school. <laughs> I was like, this is yeah, exactly what my high school, school looked like. Um, because it's all like outdoor and stuff. And like, that is what Southern California high schools look like. Lindsay confirm. Yeah. I? Yeah. Um, and like, I'm, I mean, I'm not, like, super far away from Ojai. Like, it's it's kind of in the vicinity, generally. It's still a little far, but, you know, it's, like, I a feel like Ojai, Ojai is, like, a vibe, for sure. Yeah. I didn't think about it until you just said it. You're right, because typically in movies like this, it's always an indoor high school. Yeah, and, like, California Very high schools rarely. are not indoor. 
Yeah. But like Ojai, like when they were like up, they were, they had a couple shots, like when they were like in a mountain, like overlooking mm-hmm. the city. I'm like, hmm, once you get outside of coastal California, like I'm not into it. <laughs> it was That's like rude. very dusty. It looked very dusty. I'm like, ooh. Well, you never came up to like solving with me. So, um, I know, which is so depressing because it's in an episode of New Girl and it's like literally like a carnival (laughs) constructed in the middle of like a grass patch. I don't really feel like it was. And it was on on Vanderpump. So like I know what it's really like. Where else? I feel like they went to solving in an episode of like some other like Disney show. Oh, I I don't remember. Anyway, I just know like recently it was New Girl and Vanderpump. Yeah. I think the casting was smart because other than the adults, all the teens that played them weren't huge names. So you oh, but they have turned into them. huge names. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. But my point being at the time, it was smart because they weren't huge, but the, their target demographic were aware of them. People had seen John Tucker Must Die. People knew who Allie and AJ were, but you mm-hmm. don't have to pay them a ton of money. And Emma had been in like super bad. Yeah, but you still didn't have to pay her a ton of money yet, but she was recognizable. I'm curious what Lisa and Stanley's uh, pay was, though. Yeah, and, um, like, the mom and stuff was also well-known. I don't remember her name, but, like, I know that she was, uh, she's a person. She's an actor. Yeah, like, yeah, I definitely recognized her, but I don't know what she yeah, and this movie just made a ton of money because in the U.S. it grossed $58 million and worldwide 75 Like, it just made so much money. Yeah. I remember it being a sleeper and people being very excited about it. And then I watched it and I didn't get it. But we'll, mm. we'll touch on that later. Um, I definitely yeah, liked I it when I was, like, a kiddo. I remember liking it, for sure. Yeah. All right. So, but I didn't like it as much watching it now. So, like, we liked it when we watched it back then and didn't like it as much now. You didn't like it back then, so now you like it more now. It's interesting how that works. Maybe you guys are maturing and I'm not. <laughs> maybe I'm taking some effort. I don't know. Maybe. Um, so, trivia. Emma Stone's audition was her opening webcam scene, which I think is weird. Like. I don't know. That's strange yeah. to me. That's a weird one. It seems like you'd want to interact with another person. Yeah, I don't really feel like that scene. I feel like anybody. I think just- they probably had everybody audition that way. Is what I would kind of assume. Yeah, I mean, I think it's helpful because it's like if you can do this character to a camera, you can probably do it to another person. But um, the the whole webcam like motif throughout was very strange to me. But I do think it's aged well. Yeah, I think, like, that was, like, a uh, something that could have gone either way and, like, not aged well. But, like, I like that it all comes back around at the end. The yeah. thing that did not age well was them calling it a live webcast. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking it was, like, a vlog. And I'm like, okay, never mind. This isn't, like, really recorded. It's still live. Yeah. But, like, why couldn't she just, like, record it and put it on YouTube? I feel like YouTube existed. It did, but I don't know if they had streaming capabilities. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Who's next? Olivia, go ahead. Okay, so (laughs) I can't let you single-handedly become the leader of this group. (laughs) 
No, it makes um, sense. So I'm not the captain of my kickball team for nothing. Um, Emma Stone was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actress in a Movie, Comedy, or Musical for Easy A in 2011. So, like, this was Golden Globe-worthy stuff here. I mean, she did a and good this job. Is, like, but, yeah, like, she- this is lead actress stuff. This isn't even, like, oh, it got thrown in there for, like, the nominations for, like, a supporting role. Like, this was lead actress shit. I'm going to Google what other comedy comment. movies came out in 2011. Apparently it was... Oh, my God, Bridesmaids. Um, yeah, a, she didn't that's win. A hard category. <laughs> Horrible bosses, bad teacher. Okay, so like definitely some, some comedies. I am I not a bridesmaids it. fan, but that's just me. Okay, well, you're not a real comedy fan, though. No, apparently not. I'll take that if that's what it takes. Like I'm fine. <laughs> so I'll do the next one. It was announced on June twentieth, two thousand nineteen, that a spinoff film of Easy A is in development and it's going to be written and directed by Burt V. Royal who was the Easy A screenplay writer. Not a whole lot more has been revealed. Uh, I did read that Emma Stone might potentially be back but I don't know what could happen. But like here. what kind we'll of spin-off comes from this? I feel no like idea. this movie they just have Instagram. Oh okay that makes sense. <laughs> like, I think that's what it is. They're toddlers and Emma Stone's the mom. <laughs> Easy ABCs. Oh my god! <laughs> Cute. <laughs> I like it. Olivia bought her ticket already. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, but I do have a ticket to a postponed crime con that I will be attending in October. So, you guys, <laughs> that's all right. I checked my bank account today and my refund for Wango Tango hit. I'm so sad. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm actually like kind of happy. I was actually pretty happy that the Jonas Brothers uh, Vegas residency got canceled. Why? Because I wasn't going to get to go. Oh, you should have come anyway. We should have (laughs) gone. To Vegas? Yeah. I don't think Vegas is, like, a safe place right now. <laughs> well, no. I mean, like, if, if the world wasn't ending. Oh, yeah. Like, I was, like, looking into tickets, and then I'm like, oh, wait. Um, if everything else is being postponed, I might, like, take a second on that. Yeah. <sighs> but, like, when they do it again, if they do postpone and do it again. Oh, my again, God. Totally. You yeah. should come. Yeah. Okay. I will not be attending this. I hate Vegas. Oh, that's sad. Okay. <laughs> I know why. Yeah, going back to the book that you were reading. <laughs> Maybe if you planned it out a little bit farther in advance, Lindsay, you might like it. Yeah, PTSD. <laughs> and go with like people you know. <laughs> I forgot about that. I did too. Yeah. Like I know why you don't like Vegas. So. Never forget. Anyway. Lindsay, you have another point here to read. Put that out. Put that out. <laughs> uh, what'd you say? You have another point here to read. Oh, okay. So, despite the realistic portrayal of a high school, Bert V. Royal was homeschooled and never attended a high school, which actually kind of will make sense with some of these scenes. Yeah, it does. Um, whenever I keep, I like keep seeing Burt v. Royal, and I keep thinking it's like a like a wrestling match or something. <laughs> like, 
someone yeah. be someone else. I keep thinking it's like like a piece of like literature. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. it's like it's a court case. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, nope, it's just some guy. He was a homeschool jungle freak. Yeah. Um anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the conversation between Olive and Todd was about the about the penalty for removing his costume head at Disney World was inspired by an actual lawsuit televised on the Court TV channel. A family who had been robbed in the Disneyland parking lot sued Disney Parks and Resort, partly claiming that their children were further traumatized by the sight of character performers, their costume heads off while being escorted to the backstage security office. Cool. I think that's amazing. I have beef with Disney right now. Oh no, why? Because they made such a big, it's not going to like that I'm saying this, they made such a big deal saying that they were going to pay their employees while their park is closed. And um, certain people that I know uh, have been furloughed and are not going to be paid. Oh, um, yeah, I saw that they were going to. Don't say you're going to pay them and then not do it. Well, and um, I have, like, I saw, like, in the, I think it was in the New York Times or something, that they said that they weren't going to charge people for their annual passes while the parks no, are closed. Sure. And of then they, not. And then they, like, charged people for them. And it's like, what the hell? And, uh, yeah, that, that kind of, yeah, that, it's like, um, yeah, my, like, gym stuff, my, like, my gym membership has been frozen because, like, if it's not open, you can't charge me for it. Like, what the hell? has been charging people. Who? 24 hour fitness. Uh, What? If you can't, like, go into the actual, like, venue to cancel your membership, and that's the only way you allow people to cancel their memberships, I don't find that to be fair. No. Shout out to ClassPass, though. They, before all the gyms even froze, they said, let us know, and we will pause it if you don't feel comfortable. I have one at the Y, and they um, they automatically froze everybody's when they close their doors. I don't go to the gym. <laughs> you can opt in to still pay to, like, help pay for their, like, employees' wages and stuff, but, like, I'm like, no. No, thank you. Yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> No, that's your job. My, I have a friend whose company, (laughs) a friend whose company sent out an email. They were like, uh, and it's like an interior design firm, and they're like, oh, for anybody, they have like long term contracts with like, oh, anybody who wants to like voluntarily furlough, let us know. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, that's not real. (laughs) Like, does anybody do that? Like, does anybody have like a rich doctor husband who they like don't want to actually work right now? Like, does anybody want to be laid off? Because is that a thing? I actually voluntarily took time off at my work because I live at home and my coworkers had kids and rent and stuff. Like, can you even, like, I mean, can you even, was that even an option, like, beyond a certain point? Yeah, no, my work, because I work for a small company. It's, like, a family-owned business. Um, There's only 10 employees, and they basically said, we're going to start cutting hours, but if anybody wants to take, uh, like voluntarily take time off. We really appreciate that. Like, I don't pay bills. I I'm fine. I well, and if bills. that's the situation, I think like for like certain people, you can if you if you let them furlough you, you can get unemployment and everything. So like yeah, no, I mean it's totally worked out, and with the whole stimulus, the new stimulus package and everything, yeah. I'm fine. But I just knew like I'm not gonna be that dick who. Let me take hours from people that actually really need the money. 
We just got a gift from Zoom and it was removing the 40 minute like Yay, fancy. time limit. So you now we can just keep going. I created good karma by taking time off. I know. Wow. No, they they were like listening. They heard, they have like keywords that they listen for. <laughs> like furlough and donation. Voluntarily. Voluntary. Yeah, yeah. I volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so who's next? We need an order to go in so that there's like some okay. method um, to this madness. It can be a So Olive's family, Olive's family members are all named after foods. Her parents' names are Dill and Rosemary, both herbs. Her younger brother's name is Chip. And the one in college is named Kale. And the fact that her name, Olive, is also something edible is the subject of a joke in the movie. It is. You know? I love the little brother. I think instead of, like, everybody, let's name all of our kids with, like, the same initials. I think, like, oh, let's name all of our kids food. It would be better. <laughs> I would do that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that's a better way to go. I feel like I'm more likely to do that than giving everyone the same letter. Also, like, was it his adoptive name, Chip? Or, like, was this the name that, that like, they gave him? details on that yeah i need to know did they walk in they were like we only take edible kid name kids what maybe the spinoff is about him that would be cute i would like that and it's probably jordan fisher obviously (laughs) yeah because there's absolutely no other black kid actors other than jordan fisher not as talented as jordan fisher you know it's jordan fisher and amanda stenberg and that's it according to hollywood (laughs) I mean, yeah. I'm not upset that Jordan Fisher is getting roles. <laughs> okay, so while referring to Micah, Olivia... No, nope, Olive. Olive. Oh, did I say Olivia? Olive yeah. says he might still... Wait, what is Opin? What does that mean? Opines? Opines? I've never heard like of that states? word. Like states? Like states? Okay, Olivia states what he might still be doing in high school at the age of 22... This is an inside joke as Cam Giganet. How do you say his last name? Wow, I'm really butchering Gigandet? I just think of him as the hot guy from the OC who mm-hmm. plays Micah in the mid-20s. Yeah, I don't care about Twilight. When Easy A was shot, there were complaints on the internet when he was cast about him being too old to play a high school student. Yeah. I feel I like wasn't most old. of them were too old. Like, Ali Mashaka, like... Most of them were too old. The only two students. What? But he's so he short. He definitely looked much older than them. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. But he's so short, so like it works. Okay. <laughs> short I didn't equals. Notice that. <laughs> I like always notice how short he is. I think they always put him next to like ridiculously tall people too. So like I don't know. You I mean think Cam or Stanley. Cam. Oh, okay. I've never noticed that. Yeah, he's like, like, short. Yeah. Um, so just like Olive says her name is an anagram for I love, her surname, Pendergast, is an anagram for pretend shag, which is a major source of the movie's conflict. <laughs> Fantastic. Smart. Like, did they do, like, as someone who names characters, I'm wondering, like, did they do that on purpose? Apparently, Cam is six foot tall in real life. <laughs> That's good. Cool. 
Okay, sorry. Okay. Olivia, do you want to just run through this part? Sure. To learn more about our show and shop our Redbubble store, go to tbtamp.com. Um, but right now, while you're enjoying our podcast, do a quick scroll to the bottom of your Apple Podcast app and rate us five stars. If you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review too. Be sure to talk about our podcast, you know, in your Zoom meetings and things like that to anyone who will listen. Um, and if you want to share or comment with us about the show, you can email us at tbtamp at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at tbtpodcast. Um, you can follow our personal Instagram and Twitter accounts at Mac is cheesy or treasy. Treasy? I don't know how that happened. Um, mine is at Mac is cheesy. That's M A C K is cheesy. Lindsay? Uh, I don't let people I don't know follow me on Instagram. Neither do I, but I say it every time anyway. Oh, but you can follow me on Twitter. It's Lindsay, L I N D S A Y, Bebo, B E B O U T. Nice. Um, and then I met Miranda Johnson, M-A-R-A-N-D-A-J-O-H-N-Z-O-N. Perfect. Into the plot. Um, I had a heart attack while you were reading that because I thought for a second that I wasn't recording. Oh I God. am. It's been we're good. I was going to say, I thought I saw it recording. Okay. Yeah. Um, who right. wants to start? I don't care. I can't. Olivia. Or Miranda. Um, So, part one, the shudder-inducing and cliched, however, totally false account of how I lost my virginity to a guy at community college. Olive, 17, of Ojai, California, narrates her story via her webcam. It all starts when she lies to her best friend, Rhiannon. Is that how you say that? Like, Mm -hmm. I heard them say it so many times, and I still just don't know. Um about going on a date with one of her older brother's college friends to avoid spending the weekend camping with Rhiannon and her hippie parents, which is very Ojai. Instead, oh, okay. Um, Instead, she stays at home and listens to the greeting card version of Pocketful of Sunshine by Natasha Bedingfield all weekend, which is something that I thought happened, like, way later in the movie. Like, I remembered that. That's, like, an iconic scene, but I thought it happened way later. Um, And then... On Monday, Rhiannon is convinced that Olive lost her virginity to her fictitious date rather than stand up to her best friend slash bulldozer. Wow, rude. Um, Olive relents and simply tells Rhiannon that um, what she wants to hear. And then when they're talking about Olive, this phrasing is ridiculous. You can only do so much. Yeah, Marianne Bryan, a nosy, holier-than-thou, devout Christian, overhears their conversation and immediately casts judgment on Olive. Wow. I love their opening high school. Worst best friend ever. Yeah, no, Um, she's not. Also, she's the worst. Pocketful of Sunshine's the worst song. I hate. No, it has that song has not held up. It's a terrible song. It's so bad. No, but you know. The thing is, is it definitely reminded you when this movie came out because 2010 was the last time Natasha Benningfield was at all relevant. Yeah. And the fact that, like, later on in the movie she had it as a ringtone, I feel like 2010 was the last time anyone actually had a ringtone. Totally. Also, I'm pretty sure Natasha Benningfield is, like, on Broadway now, right? I think she's on Waitress. I have no idea. The only reason I even think about her is because she re-recorded the Hills theme song, and I saw oh, they really? did a special on it, and I was like, oh yeah, her. 
The hill's gone. Unwritten is so much better. It would have been better if it was unwritten. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Lee Michelle's body is incredible. I never, I never realized it until this movie. I was, I could not stop looking at her legs. Yeah. I will always stand like a short pleated skirt and there seem to be a lot of them in this movie, which is like, I feel like also weird for Ojai. There really were a lot. I don't know if it was weird for 2010 though. I feel like, I don't know. There was, there was definitely like a school, a school girl, which like also might come from like, what's his name? Um, something V, <laughs> um, the guy, the screenplay writer, like, I don't know if he actually knows what people wear at high school because, like, I don't think that was a thing. I don't think he's making, like, the costume decisions also. Like, I think it's a costume designer. Yeah, like, I do love a pleated skirt. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'll always love a pleated skirt. But, like, I just don't know if, like, the sweater vest sweater situation with, like, a – I don't know. It's very, like, J. Crew, and I don't feel like Ojai vibes are J. Crew. No, it's more like anthropology. Yeah, that's what I would think. Like a free people kind of look. Yeah, we already talked about their open air high school. It's great. That's what high schools are actually like here. Um, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Okay, so part two. The accelerated veloc- uh, velocity of terminological inexactitude. AKA lies spread quickly. Yeah, which, like, is a really crazy way to say that, but all right. Um, So Marianne begins spreading the rumor of Olive losing her virginity immediately, and it spreads throughout the school like wildfire. Um, (laughs) Never mind. Um, She became very popular suddenly, which has never really happened to her in her, what? It's not an okay thing to say in Ojai. Hello. Wildfire. (laughs) Yeah? Can you hear me? Okay. Um, So, (laughs) she became very popular suddenly, which has never really happened in her life. Um, In English, Olive's class is reading the Scarlet Letter, which she feels applies very closely to her current situation, despite not having committed adultery, but okay. After acting out in class, Olive gets detention um, with her closeted homosexual friend, Brandon, where she confesses that the rumor about her is untrue. Question. Yes. Were they friends? They had used to be friends because she was like, oh, how have you been? I haven't talked to you in a while. I feel like they were acquaintances. Like, oh, we've had a couple classes together. We grew up together. Oh, no. I, like, refuse to to believe that um, Rhiannon is her friend, but, like, how nice Brandon was to her and, like, good advice and stuff. It's like, how is he not really your friend? But, like, she is, so. It's awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, one of my favorite quotes from the whole movie was said during these scenes, which was Olive to Marianne. Um, she said, we've had nine classes together since kindergarten, 10 if you count religions of other cultures, which you didn't because you called it science fiction and refused to go. I feel like sums up Marianne. Completely. It really does. Totally. Um, Olive's parents are just the best. They're so cute. Yeah, these and kitchen scenes are so fun. Like, one of the quotes that I wrote so down, cute. but didn't have a chance to get into the notes, was um, was the, the little brother, Chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, I like your pants. And then Emma Stone says, thanks, they're Costco. 
Brooklyn's best. So funny. Liz Claiborne. Um, not cool. Not cool with Rhiannon um, calling Brandon a homo. Like, that's not aging nicely. Not great. Yeah, not a fan. And I, this is the biggest issue I had with the movie and why it's so unrealistic to me. I feel like teenagers were all losing their virginity. It wasn't like one person did and all of a sudden it was the talk of the entire school as if nobody else was. That made no sense to me. Yeah, it really yeah, I wouldn't have been this big thing. of a deal. I felt the exact same thing. I'm like, okay, um, who, like, who would care? Like, no one would care that one person randomly lost their virginity. It's one thing if it was like, oh, Sherry and Jimmy, and they're both at your school. This guy, they don't even know who this guy is. Yeah, also everyone would think she was lying. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like, no no one would care, one, and everybody would just, like, assume you're not telling the truth unless we've met him, you know? It's, yeah, yeah it, that's totally the case. Nobody cares. Like, and nobody I cares when you lose your virginity. No, and I think that's why I didn't like it when I was younger, because it was so unrealistic, whereas when I watched it this time, I could find the humor in it. Yeah. That I could Maybe if you're homeschooled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my other thing is anytime I hear Scarlet Letter, all I think about is when Taylor Swift used it incorrectly in Love Story. Made absolutely no sense when she used it. Yeah, you were Romeo. I was a Scarlet Letter. Yeah, what does that even no mean? Sense. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Very different stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the best. <laughs> I was, I'm going to say, I'm confused looking at these notes. I was like, I don't know I put notes here because, Lindsay, you're using my color. Oh, my bad. This blue is my color. And um, it's rude. They're pretty color. It's the best one. Duh. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll go for part three. A lady's choice in a gentleman's agreement. Brandon visits Olive at her house and proposes that they tell everyone at school that they slept together to help stop his peers bullying him for his homosexuality. They attend a party the next night and fake having sex together, which everyone believes. As a thank you gift, Brandon sends Olive a Target gift card and a vibrator. Rhiannon calls to let Olive know that her new identifier at school is Dirty Skin, which she fully embraces by finding her sluttiest clothes and sewing red A's to them. After flirting with hot school mascot Todd by the school's pool, Olive is approached by a heavyset classmate to pay her $100 in order to tell everyone that they made out and he fondled her. A new rumor began to spread that Olive was now accepting payment for sexual favors, which seems like quite an escalation. In reality, she was only telling people she was doing such things. Um, okay. Question. I feel like there's a big difference between, like, people like saying you hooked up with someone and like having that rumor going around about like oh you lost your virginity to like basically being a prostitute <laughs> like there's That's like a big difference in things. rumor in like a rumor here <laughs> like that rumor is like got way fucked up way quick <laughs> like that's not but cool. I think like if you think about it it does make more sense that like the rumor turned into that and then it became a much bigger deal because otherwise I think it would have just fizzled out and no one would have cared yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I hadn't thought of it like that, but it would have made more sense 
the huge deal if she was being, I think the, the disconnect is it was made to be such a huge deal that she lost her virginity and then it turned into this. I feel like if it had just started from the beginning of, oh, she's being paid for sexual favors, it make a little bit more sense mm-hmm. why it's such a big deal. Yeah, it just kind of had to happen that way. Anyway, my question yeah. was, how much money do we think she made? <laughs> well, she didn't make any and money. She, she just got gift cards. It's all gift cards. And like, sometimes yeah, but like how much cards. total in value? Do you, like, do we think, think she probably, broke a thousand? Yeah. I think it was like probably right around there. Is yeah, do you think I it's think... more or less than Noah Centineo in the perfect date? I don't uh, he made less. so much money in that. Definitely he made enough less. to like go to college. Like, <laughs> no, you know what though? Thinking about it, she remember because she was just starting to get good amounts, and then it became like a forty dollars Home Depot gift card, then a twenty percent off at Bed Bath. It was a two hundred dollars Home Depot gift card. So I don't think she made but that. But that much. was actually to have sex. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't think she made that much. That's true. She didn't end up getting the two hundred dollars Home Depot gift card. She yeah. got a couple oh, hundred, a hundred dollar oh, no, ones no, no. in the beginning. It was the four, it was movie tickets to the foreign movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Bath because and Body she started out with card. like, or coupon. No, coupon. Coupon. Yeah. Because it started out as like a couple of um, hundred dollar things and then went downhill quickly. Yeah. I feel like this Bath and Body Works, like 20% off is basically like worth the same amount as like toilet paper at a Bath and Body Works. Like everyone's got it. Yeah. Yeah, and I we might have touched on it, but Penn Badgley is literally the same character in everything he does. And if any of these characters in John Tucker Must Die, Gossip Girl, or this movie were bad, they would be gelling you. I think, like, this is much more similar to, like, if you look at the subtle differences, which you kind of have to, it's like, he, it's, I think he's similar in this movie as he is to, like, John Tucker, but I don't think, like, he's similar to Joe Goldberg at all in this. I don't think he's similar to Dan Humphrey no. at all. Like, he's much more confident, much more out there. You see him, like, dancing around and, like, doing dunks as the woodchuck, like. Yeah, Dan Humphrey very and Joe different. Goldberg would never be the school mascot. Yeah. No, I mean. And neither would the guy in John Tucker must die. He's different in this one. It's, but it's still the, like, the guy who's not necessarily like the cool guy keeps to himself like it's not the popular guy running around like the school mascot is not a popular person yeah it's yeah, I, that- our, yeah that was shocking i'm like why like he's like so attractive and they talk about how attractive he is and it's weird that like the school mascot would be somebody that people would talk about yeah, yeah this is definitely the least creepy role but it's still the same category of like the guy who's he's not playing a hot guy he's playing the mascot yeah he's playing like an awkward person who is just yeah. happens to be hot exactly exactly yeah and i yeah, think that is kind of who he always plays yeah that that yeah but and i give props to olive for how little she cared like could you imagine being monikered as the dirty skank and then just not caring like fully leaning into it yeah it's it's a power move for sure yeah for sure um one issue that i had was like the number of people who were wearing wedges to school or like heels at all everyone was wearing wedges she was like mopping the floor and wearing wedges (laughs) i was like what are you doing what's wrong with you yeah i remember go ahead 
No, you're good. I I can't like respect anybody who who wears heels to high school. Like that's that's a you're trying a real, too hard. Yeah, I yeah. Just say at my school it was a big deal because we were allowed to wear flip flops and you couldn't wear flip flops in middle school. Nobody was wearing oh. heels. <laughs> yeah, no one wore heels in my school. It was always kind of a weird day when someone wore heels to high school. Like it was like like you knew something was happening. Like it was like some kind of like I don't know. It was like yeah. a special, like like someone had like an interview or some like a I know presentation. Like a, yeah, exactly, or like a student council presentation, something or I don't know, something like that. Yeah, there was a reason. I have so much to read here, and I don't want to read. <laughs> You got this. You want to split it? Yeah, yeah, I do. You can tag in when I get tired. Okay. Um, I'll do the last part. Oh, perfect. Okay. So part four. How I, Olive Pendergast, went from assumed trollop to an actual homewrecker. So Olive's favorite teacher, Mr. Griffiths, who I also recognize, but I don't know what from, um, he pulled Olive aside after class to make sure that she hadn't completely lost it, which she reassures him that she hasn't. He tells his wife, the guidance counselor, Mrs. Griffith, aka Lisa Kudrow, um, to have a meeting with her, which she does, but she quickly dismisses Olive without giving her the time of day. Later, Marianne's 20-year-old boyfriend, Micah, who, like, is still at the school. Is he? T- I feel like I see different ages for him all the time, but anyway, 20, so, I guess, is yeah, what we're going with. yeah. Um, he gets chlamydia and blames it on Olive when he actually has been sleeping with Mrs. Griffiths. Miss, Mrs. Griffith, which is so difficult to say, confesses everything to Olive, who decides to take the bullet for her favorite teacher's marriage and tell everyone that she does, in fact, have chlamydia. What a, like, really taking it for this person that you don't know that well. Um, Marianne's church-going friends, now including Brandon, which is the weirdest thing in the whole movie. Like, what the heck happened? Um, They begin harassing Olive to get her to leave school. Did we, like, fully skip over the part where she becomes best friends with um, Marianne, or... Yeah, that, that was going to take yet? too long to explain. No, okay. that ex- that happened. Okay, that happened as well. I feel like they just, like, threw it in, though. It wasn't... There wasn't... They, it like, needed so a reason weird. for Marianne to be, like, super mad at Olive. And, like, they just, like, made like, it... she would have been mad enough there. anyway. I mean, I guess, but... Um, so Olive is finally asked out on a real date with by a seemingly nice guy. However, after dinner, her date tries to give her a $200 gift card to Home Depot to actually sleep with him. She turns him down after he sexually assaults her in the parking lot to the lobster shack. Todd, a server at the shack, sees her crying and offers her a ride home. That's That must be a Penn Badgley staple because he does that in Gossip Girl, too. Oh, yeah. Um, Character. <laughs> so he tells her that he never believed the rumors about her because he remembers a time when they were younger that she lied for him when he re- wasn't ready for his real first kiss um todd admits to liking olive and even asks to kiss her but she tells him that she will have that it will have to wait until she gets her life back together which is interesting but okay yeah it's a weird flex <laughs> but okay Okay. Lindsay, your turn. To try to fix her reputation, Olive begins asking everyone she lied for to help her by telling the truth. Unfortunately, Brandon and Micah left town 
and no one else wants to confess. When Mrs. Griffith also refuses to tell the truth, Olive threatens to simply tell the truth herself, but Mrs. Griffith tells her that no one will believe her. Instead, Olive runs to Mr. Griffith's classroom and tells everything to him. And he believes her. Yeah, yeah he, he believes her. Well, he, he believes her, believe but like... He knows. Remember, he said earlier, he knows that none of this stuff about Olive is true. Yeah. 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 But like, it do he doesn't like take any action until after she like does her webcast thing. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't think Olive should feel that bad for telling him. Maybe it's because I've had zero successful relationships, but I don't think she did anything wrong and she saved him a life of wasting his time. It's true. Um, yeah. On an unrelated note, did you guys notice Lillian in this movie? From yes, yes. You're reminding me. I almost forgot about that. Oh my god, I wrote it in, in my notes that I have popped to the side and I was like, oh my god, there's Lillian. It was wild. She like so runs up and then she walks away and she says something and then Lelaine runs back and she's like, oh my God, what'd you say? And she's like, I didn't say anything. And she's like, no, I, I could have sworn you said something. And like, she's like so manic. And then she like, like as she's running away, she's like, oh my God, you're so funny. We should hang out. I'm like, what? I know. I thought that was funny. And like, also it made Lelaine, like, it looked like like Emma Stone was like looking down at Lillian like so like I assume because she's supposed to be wearing heels throughout the whole movie yes but I'm like is this girl supposed to be in like middle school or something because she looks so tiny compared to Emma Stone it was so weird I, I don't know um yeah I'm trying to like go back through my notes because I haven't said any like of mine um there was an interesting trivia fact that Olivia didn't include um, that I think might help a little bit, and that's the fact that all but the last 10 pages of the script, which is like the last 10, 10 minutes, um, it was written in five days. And I find that really relatable as someone who struggles to finish things. But, like, I feel like that's not a good thing. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. I mean, I'm sure it was edited, but it's like... What an interesting fact that, like, that's Yeah, I don't think up. I even saw that one. I mean, it's not a complicated story. No, I mean, it follows, like, basic structure, pretty much. But it's um, so, like, quippy. Like, I feel like, I don't know if that, it probably wasn't originally in there, but, like, yeah. I feel like. I wonder, like, 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 I wonder how much of that there. is, it was written and how much was, was like, original. improv yeah. from Stanley and um, everyone else. But, but even like Emma Stone, some of her lines were like really like quippy and good. So mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I wish like Penn Badgley was funnier. Yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> I mean, like he's never funny. He's not a comedian. Never guy. funny. He wasn't no. funny. No. no one's watching you. But like that. he's not. He looks like he would be like super dry funny, mm -hmm. but he's not at all. Like even when he tries to be dry funny, he's not funny. It's also crazy to me that, like, this movie came out 10 years before the last season of You. Like, thinking about how much he's aged, like, it does not look like he's he the same person. Years. Yeah, no, he's the same person. He, like, he's aging very nicely, I would say. Mm -hmm. You always say that, though, so. About who? Just everyone in general. I think, like, about him for sure. Like, he he's aging very nicely. Like, he's not aging, actually, so. Yeah, that's the note that I wrote down was, like, has he even aged? Yeah, What what is he drinking? 
Probably like alkaline water or something. You know? I was going to say, never mind. I'm not even going to go into that. Never mind. Uh, now I really want to know. Oh, the conspiracy theory about the coronavirus? You haven't seen that? Oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. It's not baby's blood. But... <laughs> How old do you think he is? Oh, well, 35. apparently Ellen's like 400. So. <laughs> How old do you think he is? 35. Oh, is this a game? Um, yeah. Let me think. Um, I'm going to say 30. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me think. So right, Olivia, was... come on. Just pick something. 38, 38. He is 32. No way. <laughs> he's only 32? Yeah. I feel like he's looked 32 he's for like 15 years. Oh, 33? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Um, how old do you think Emma Stone is? Currently? Um, yeah, I'd say 30. Lindsay, what did you say? 31 or 32. Okay, 31. Nice. Good job, everyone. Thanks for playing. Um, kind of along with the unrealistic way basically everything is handled in this movie, but there is no way... Students would be protesting another student being at their school for being a, quote, student. Yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't a super strict Catholic school. Even then, I don't think that'd be allowed. But that just would never You can't, happen. like, vote to get kids kicked out of your school. Yeah, <laughs> like, they wanted to vote her off the island. It kind of yeah, this is a survivor. It, it reminds me of, um, remember in a Cinderella story how they do the really, really mean pep rally and you're like, where is the teacher supervision? It's kind of like that. Well, there's another weird pep rally situation that like goes on way too long too. That's so. But it's like that where it's just, are there no adults? Does nobody care? Yeah. Apparently not. If the, if the adults know enough that like something, like that she's acting strangely, how would they not know that like, um, like, what people are saying about her and like it's not true yeah um lindsay you're religious right to a degree okay like i have quite like i would love to hear from like a religious person how you feel about the representation of like christians in this movie your so people it's really funny that you say that because i thought about it a lot the thing is with me is I'm a much more liberal Christian. Like, I don't necessarily think I'm the right demographic. Like, I, I don't agree with a lot that's going on in American Christianity. Mm -hmm. So I tried to think of it from the perspective of people that I do know that are that way. And if I was them, I definitely... I don't know how to, I don't know how to say this. If they're being self-aware... I would hope that they'd understand that there are a lot of people that act like that. And I can't tell if the screenwriter is trying to make a joke about that or if they're really trying to say that's how all Christians are. So I think it just- I think they're trying to make a joke about it. Um, and that's what, I, that, that's what I think too. So I would hope that nobody would be offended by this, but I could definitely see the people that think Christianity is being attacked being upset, which is ridiculous. Well, I think people would still be offended by it just because, like, a joke, like, it's a joke that is meant to offend people, you know, like, certain jokes are just, like, flat out, like, designed to be offensive, and I think this is one of them. 
But I feel like you could say that about so much stuff in this movie. Yeah, but I think, like, that's the thing. is like, it's supposed to be, like, there are certain things that are supposed to be, like, like, so ridiculous and kind of offensive that you, like, it's supposed to make you, like, like, laugh, but also, like, take a step back and be like, oh, shit, that's, like, kind of fucked up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would hope people would watch it and understand it's supposed to be an extreme example, but I think there's so many... There's just so many people that think Christianity is being attacked, which is ridiculous, and I could see them finding it very offensive. Yeah, I think it's supposed to show, like, that she, like, it's supposed to be, like, like, very obviously, like, that she's super exclusive, and, like, like, the first, what was it, the first thing that, like, when she was having the conversation with Olive about, um, about, like, religions of the, uh, religions of other cultures, and being, like, science fiction, and she's, like, um, she was talking about how, like, they were talking about, like, hell and stuff like that, and it was just, like, very obvious, like, like, she said something about, like, casting judgment or whatever, and it's just, like, okay, I think that's, like, rule number one of Christianity is, like, you're in no place to judge other people. So, like, this is just going to go bad from here. I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, I feel like I went to high school with people like this, 100%. Really? Yeah. Maybe maybe you guys didn't, but, like, I went went to people, went to high school with people who were, like, this Jesus-y. I mean, I had, like, a class, my graduating class was, like, 500 people, so, like, if I had these people, they weren't, like, they weren't, like, openly protesting, at least, I know no. that, so, like, if we had these people, I wasn't, like, friends with them, and because I came in my junior year, like, I didn't, like, find them, so I yeah. think in my school, like, if you wanted to be these, like, if this, this was your people, you had to, like, look for them. Mm. Well, and the thing is, too, is, like, Rhiannon, is that how you say her name, right, Rhiannon? Sure, yeah. She's portrayed as a dumb blonde. Like, the guy that takes Big her out tips. on the date is portrayed as, like, a creepy jock. So I think everybody could find something to be offended about. I don't think it's just necessary. I think, I'm not offended, but I think, like, everybody is made fun of. Yeah. Yeah, and I think because, like, uh, Amanda Bynes is so, like, big big of a character in general like anytime she plays anybody I think it just like happens that way um another thing I want to call out is like there is so little diversity in this movie for like it coming out in 2010 like there's basically just her little brother and like that's it yeah um yeah just something I wanted to you know call out mention for a movie that takes place in California yeah that's usually Olivia saying it. She's like, oh, it takes place in, <laughs> in yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, <laughs> it's I don't know. conservative movie. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like, Rhiannon's hippie parents. Yeah. That was wild. That was, anyway. that was, yeah, yeah, that was who I get. I wouldn't want to go on that camping trip. I wouldn't want to go on any camping trip, but, like, those... Also, like, who couldn't tell, like, if I had a best friend who had, like, really weird parents, I'd be like, I just don't want to hang out with your parents all weekend. Like, yeah, that's, that's all you have to say. They're terrible. Her friend is horrible. Like, she doesn't ever, they're never honest with each other. No, like, they cannot have possibly been friends since third grade. Because, like, if I've been friends with, like, my friends that I'm friends with since high school, they all know how I feel. Like, I'm, like, close to some of their parents. Like, some of their parents, like, 
I've told several of my friends, I'm like, your parents scared the shit out of me in high school. That's like why I was like, let's not hang out at your house. Like, obviously. Yeah, I think like the only thing that really made it seem like they were really good friends was like her just constantly calling her a bitch. But like that could go either way. Yeah, well, she, what did she call her instead? Like something that was like really I don't remember. It was like like skank ass or something like that. And I'm like, whoa, that like was not nice. Yeah. But other- well, and the fact that just goes to show too how little she knew about Olive is that she assumed that by going on one date, mm-hmm. she would lose her virginity to the guy. Yeah, but I wonder if that's just like a like a men writing women situation as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm always a little suspicious about that. Yeah. Okay, so we have one more part left. Yes, we do. Um, should I go? Because I went first last time. That's fine. Sure. To get everyone to go home and watch her webcast, all of Wait, does it- it's part five. You have oh. to do the title. Sorry. Part five, not with a fizzle, but with a bang. To get everyone to go home and watch her webcast, Olive does a song and dance number during the school's pep rally. After finishing, Todd comes to her window on a riding lawnmower, playing Don't You Forget About Me and asks her to come outside. She she signs off the webcast and runs outside to kiss him, just like a John Hughes movie. So I don't like John Hughes movies. I don't get them. I don't understand why they're so popular. But what I realized watching this movie is I love John Hughes movie references. And for me, this was very on par with in Pitch Perfect when Becca plays Don't You Forget About Me during their final performance to apologize to Jesse. I love it. I don't know why, but I love it. I feel I mean, like-, like I kept thinking of, uh, I was like, oh, this is just like Pitch Perfect. I'm like, okay, so all these movies are just stealing from each other. Yeah, I feel like there's almost like nothing more cliche than like a teen movie referencing John Hughes. Yeah, at this point, um, but yeah, I don't. It's just it happens a lot. Yeah, but maybe that's just because like- I like I watch Riverdale and stuff, and they're always referencing that on Riverdale and things like that. Probably, I stopped watching. Yeah, I stopped you both did, and I'm. I went off the rails where I was like, "This makes no sense to me." I here's the thing. You say it went off the rails. When was it ever on the rails? The first season, it was somewhat realistic. And then the yeah. black, spoiler alert, and then it ends up being her father and he's shooting everyone. It makes no, absolutely no sense. Yeah. And then the gargoyle thing ends up being Cheryl's mom. Like, it's wild. Yeah, I, I can't. You lost me. I also yeah. love a good love triangle. And I really don't like the fact that you know who's going to end up with who. That's I said it. this to you. They're bringing back the love triangle. Oh, we all know how it's gonna end. Yeah, well, until they break up, like Dan and Serena. <laughs> saying. Oh wait, how did that end again? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I and I also just like the little uh, how they tied. She had made a comment about how Huckleberry's been. You know, that's so unrealistic; it would never happen. And then it ends up with Brandon doing exactly what they talked about. I thought that was funny. That was really funny. I thought that was hilarious. Like, that was great. Yeah. Um, who's your character to keep an eye on? 
Rosemary Pendergast. I loved the mom. I thought she was so funny how she like talks to her daughter about supporting her relationship with a homosexual man. <laughs> I prefer Dill. I thought he was just so fun. Like I thought his like yeah. one-liners were perfect. <laughs> just went back up to find to find Dill to like figure out what his name was. He's my character to keep an eye on as well. Like he's hilarious. He's so Stanley Tucci is just a national treasure. Yeah. Normally, like, normally it would be um, Todd, but like I feel like he was just so boring. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Were you going to say something, Lindsay? What'd you say? Were you going to say something? <laughs> no, I was, no. Okay. That's it. Any okay, other, so ratings. Yeah, any other thoughts before our ratings or no? I don't think so. I just, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed watching this movie. Yeah. I mean, the movie watching was a pleasant experience, but I thought I was going to love it, and I didn't. So I was a little disappointed. Okay. Who's so, first? interesting. Going into, um, Lindsay, since yours is right there, what would you, what's your rating out of five? So I would give it a four out of five. Um, it's not one that I'm like dying to rewatch, but it was, it's one where if you're putting it on, I'm going to be engaged with it. I honestly, before I even watched the movie, I wrote ratings <laughs> two out of five without even <laughs> watching it. So I was like, oh, this is what I rated it. What a rating wow. I was little. And that's definitely an interesting thing we should maybe do that like a predictive rating like how you remember feeling about it and yeah, then like that's what you actually do yeah. and then seeing like which ones have the biggest differences like that would be really interesting um that being said i'm also gonna give it a four out of five because what? Um, it was good i just thought it was going to be like really good but like this is a good movie okay um, I'm giving it a 2.5 because wow. I, like, it just like didn't, I don't know, it like didn't move the way I needed it to. Like it was just kind of like, I felt like there was a lot of buildup to just kind of be like, meh, you know, I don't know. Well, you know what? It kind of does remind me of a John Hughes movie in the sense of like, not a lot really happens in Breakfast Club. Not a lot really happens in 16 Candles. It's just very character based. And I feel like this movie makes up for the absurdity of the plot because the characters are so dynamic and so interesting and funny. I think funny I agree with. Like, I do think the characters are funny, but, like, I guess I don't all know if I, found, if I found, like, Emma Stone's character or, like, Mary. I, I don't know if I found any of them, like, specific enough. Yeah, I guess dynamic's too strong of a word, but just entertaining. They're just mm -hmm. entertaining characters, and it's a very character-driven based movie versus a plot-driven movie. Yeah, I agree. What does that average out to? Do we know? That's 10.5 um, divided by 3. Which is 3.5. What are other 3.5s that we have? I love going through that, but I, I know it's annoying if you don't have it up, so maybe never mind. No, I have it up. Okay. I do have it up. Just Let's name, like, a few other 3.5s. Okay. Let me see. Um, we don't have many. Um, That's interesting. I feel like we either oh, love it or hate 5. it. Uh, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen? Stop. I mean... Why is that a 3.5? That is garbage. National Treasure. I mean... Yeah. Uh, Dumplin'? I mean... <laughs> 
I miss Dumplin. I miss like this is Doubtfire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dumplin was the um, pageant movie, Lindsay, with Dove Cameron and uh, Jennifer Aniston, and it was on Netflix. It was on Netflix. Nope, didn't see it. Cool. Big um, yeah. Dolly Parton energy, energy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lots of Dolly Parton references. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and like also the last time you were on this podcast, we did a Space Jam and you rated that movie five out of five. Yes. <laughs> so. I, will, I will watch that movie every single day. Wow. So yeah, and that one we both rated, I believe a 3.5, mm-hmm. if I can find that. Something like that. So yeah, uh, yeah. So it ended up being a four. Mm-hmm. I have a question to finish us off. Yeah. Um, my question is: We're in. We're all quarantined. We're all self isolating. What is your one movie that you would recommend people watch during self isolation? Like, do you like mean- of our categories, or just I like think movies? of our categories. I think like if one thing for people to like rewatch and really give a chance. What is it? I know mine. I know mine as well. I'll start. Yeah, you guys go okay. second think about this. Mine is John Tucker Must Die. It's so good. It's a good one. I'm going She's the Man. I kind of knew you were going to go that way. Um, it's a good one. Yeah. Lindsay, do you have yours yet? Or do you need yeah, us to vamp a little more? I don't know. I really can't think. There's no, like, I'm not a huge chick flick person. Mm-hmm. And so there really isn't a movie that, like, I think is underappreciated that you guys have touched on. Mm-hmm. I think if What it about was, one we haven't done? So, I the one that actually comes to mind is one that was popular, but I feel like people might have forgotten how good it is, is Bridesmaids. I feel like that's one that it's like, oh yeah, I saw that a long time ago. It was really funny. I should rewatch that. Maybe if I rewatched it, I, was, I would think it was funnier, because... I saw it in theaters, hated it. Absolutely hated it. And then when, the, when I rewatched it, I loved it. And actually that, I've, I'm going to switch my vote. I'm going to say Clueless. Oh, That's yes, thank you so much. So overrated. I've actually met two people in the last few months that have never seen Mean Girls. And um, I've like were they made it 11? my mission. <laughs> no, they were like 25. They're wow. like literally a little bit younger than me. I'm like, um, it, and they're both guys, but I'm like, okay, like it's your goal. And like, you need to like see this movie. Mm-hmm. Like they're, it's such a classic. I also recently watched the new Emma and it was really good. So I recommend everyone oh, really? watch the new Emma. Which is actually, which is what Clueless is based on. Oh yeah. Emma. No, really? Yeah, it's based on the original Emma. Okay. Isn't it like a Jane Austen book? Oh, yeah, it is. Because it she, totally is. You're right, you're right. Teachers, matchmaking, all yeah. that, yeah. Elton, yeah, you're right. Wow. Isn't it a Jane Austen book? Am I yeah. crazy? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's my recommendation. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Thank you for being here, Lindsay. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for letting um, Yeah. Thanks it was great to have you. Busy schedule. Yeah, <laughs> it was great to see both of your faces. I know it's been so long because we so usually don't. Olivia, I barely talk to you. I miss you. Oh, I know. Well, I like I just like don't do anything. So, Corey. <laughs> <laughs>
we, yeah, we can, you can, I can just send you funny office memes or something. Okay. I'm always down. Always. Yeah. That's great. Um, so yeah, and Olivia and I normally like just do audio. We normally don't like see each other. So it's nice yeah, to I see each seen other. you. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, anything else? Right. No. Follow me on Instagram at Mac is cheesy. It's back. Yeah, I don't need to plug mine again. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Let us know what this quality was too. Sometimes on Twitter yeah. I'm funny, and sometimes I just complain about the dipshit going ape shit in the White House. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, that's what Twitter's for. Yeah, totally. Um. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna end the recording. So we should all say bye. The plug. Bye. Uh, yeah, we're good. We're fine. But I'll I just end the recording. I'm not ending the call. Okay. Okay. Just so we all know. Goodbye. <laughs>